Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history, trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. This week of September 6, 2021, Season 3, Episode 35. Chris here inside the garage with Charles. What's going on, man? Shout out to Lalo, Chris. Yeah, that's right. Lalo's not with us this week, but uh, I think he's coming back next week. Uh, He had something to do for Labor Day weekend. I'm sure everybody else uh, doing the same thing on your Labor Day. We got some uh, great rock topics uh, to talk about this week, including talking about Labor Day, Metallica teaming up with Carhartt to help skilled workers for Labor Day this weekend. So we'll talk about what they did with that. Uh, It's actually a pretty cool idea. Rolling Stones to continue touring despite uh, losing Charlie Watts, which Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting. Uh, Former Megadeth bassist David Ellefson has teased a new musical project that he's doing. R.I.P. going out to Ron Bushy, the original drummer from Iron Butterfly, Mm -hmm. uh, passing away this week. Major new albums out, though, this week from uh, Iron Maiden, Metallica, and more. We'll talk about that. Plus this week of music history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. Of course, all of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. Make sure you guys give us a like and a follow on all all of our social media, at Rock News Weekly, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's all the same. Uh, Some new albums coming out. Charles, why don't you let them know what uh, new albums we got going on this uh, this past Labor Day wasn't a very big release week. Yeah, so there was only uh, looks like five six albums that came out. Oh yeah, they uh, look but, good though. But they look who are, good. Who, who do we got? Well, we got Big Boy and Sleepy Brown. That's right. Big Boy from Outcast, right? Outcast, right? Nice. I seen Big Boy live. He's awesome. He is um, awesome. The Big Sleepover. That's awesome. If you guys ever want to see something cool, look up the the Andre 3000 and Big Boy um, right. Key and Peele sketch, which is pretty pretty fucking epic um imagine dragons uh mercury act one okay um iron maiden shinjitsu we've been talking about this a lot yeah, yeah. Shinjitsu, shinjitsu just came yep. out as their first album in six years so yeah big album from iron maiden just came out on friday mm-hmm. lanny gg bb xx uh that's the album Lan- uh, gg bb xx little sims oh little sims Aww. um sometimes i might be introvert okay all right, that's more of a statement than an album uh, title, but that's cool. Uh, <laughs> Manic Street Preachers, The Ultra Vivid Lament. Wow. So I like there that. You go. I like that. Also coming out this Friday on September 10th, uh, Emil, Emil and the Sniffers, Comfort to Me. That's the that <laughs> kind of punk group. They're, they're a little different. They're pretty wild. Yeah. Andrew W.K., his crazy ass has an album called God is Partying. So Okay. There you go. There Colleen you go. Green, Common. The, the hip hop uh, rapper, Love Common, a beautiful yep. revolution part two. That sounds cool. Diana Ross, no oh, shit. Yes, she's got an album called Thank You. Wow, nice. I didn't even know she was still making music. That's we awesome. Sh- we should be thanking you, Diana. I know, Ross. right? Uh, James Blake, Jazz Cartier, Casey Musgraves. Uh, she's a young up and coming country artist, I believe. Mm. King Cruel. He's kind of a UK. Uh, guitar player, oh, yeah. indie rock artist, kind of cool. Uh, yeah. It's a live album he's got. It's called You Heat Me Up, You Cool Me Down. Low, the original group uh, from the 80s and the 90s, kind of Midwest um, emo and kind of um, indie rock that came up. They got a new album called Hey What? You know what? I heard about that album, Hey What? And really, um, they're they're a bit older now. 
Right. And, they uh, are quite a yeah. bit. <laughs> and they, yeah, quite a bit. And they're like kind of hard of hearing. So when they asked him what the, al- <laughs> what the album should be named, they were like, hey, hey what? 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 And they were like, that's perfect. That works. That's fine. That's perfect. We got it. We'll move on. <laughs> Good stuff. Good one there, Charles. Um, all right. Metallica's got a new album out as well. Metallica Blacklist. That's their covers album, oh, which is yes. a bunch of al- a bunch of artists on this album doing a bunch of Metallica tracks. Some pretty interesting ones, too, like from all different types of music. So yeah. uh, it's a pretty cool, interesting uh, collaboration there. Oh, yeah. New albums out from Park Hyjin, Pokey Lafarge, Saint Entienne, hmm. uh, Sarah Davachi, Sleigh Bells, The Stranglers, and The Vaccines all have new albums out. Oh, okay. The Vaccines, um, is there like the anti-vaxxer? <laughs> <laughs> they may be protesting that release. <laughs> Vaccine's got a new album. Well, yeah, that's against my rights. They're, they're they're out at their like a bunch of a bunch of uh, mid Midwest soccer moms. Wouldn't are out doubt it. Protesting. Would not doubt it. Um, tour news this week, guys. Rolling Stones are going to continue with their 21, uh, 2021 tour dates starting up at the end of this month. Uh, St. Louis, September 26th. Uh, even though Charlie Watts just passed away, they're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's get back on the road yeah. then. Yeah. 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 That's the way Charlie would have wanted it. Yeah. If that's uh, what it is. Yep. So that's the way they got to do it. It's the No Filter Tour slated to come up on September 26th. They're going to be in California on October 17th in L.A. Yeah. If anyone's interested in that. What do you think about that? Just kind of like, ah, fuck it. I think I think at this point in their lives and in their age, at literally every single one of these stops during the tour, Mick Jagger's going to go, hey, uh, Keith, um, where the fuck is Charlie? Hey, where Charlie go? Tell uh, him, where's my drummer? To, he's supposed Tell to, to be come here. Out here. Well, he's, he's late. Supposed, he's late. He's late, isn't it? Tell him to get. He's never late. Tell him to get him in. <laughs> Wait, what? And they got to explain it to him again. There was a, a supposedly a story that's gaining a lot of traction now that uh, this has all happened. Apparently, there was a story where uh, Keith Richards, uh, supposedly early on in the Rolling Stones career, um, called up uh, where they were st- all staying at a hotel. They were supposed to do a recording for an album, they, and Keith Richards calls up Charlie Watts in his hotel room. In the middle of the night, like at midnight or 1 a.m., and he's drunk, and he's like, Hey, where's my drummer? Where's my drummer at? And uh, Charlie didn't say anything, hung up. Supposedly, the story goes that he got dressed. He, like, shaved, did everything he wanted to do for the morning, uh, got in a three-piece suit, walked down to the hotel lobby where Mick was, and uh, punched him right in the face. Nice. And said, I'm not your fucking drummer. You're my fucking singer. And nice. That, and that was it. And he just walked back to his room. British people. <laughs> British people. The next day, everything was fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think you got, might have to do that sometimes to earn respect maybe back then. Oh, yeah. Especially with uh, the hierarchy of the bands. The lead singers think they kind of oh, yeah. run the show, right? Yeah, it's a whole new day and age, too. Like, everybody knows now that drummers are like the shit. Like, drummers are getting, like, more popular now. Well, a lot of people always, it was always like the running joke to shit on the drummer in a yeah. band, right? And but, the bassist. Yeah, and the bassist. <laughs> um, but those two dudes are the heart and soul of the band. Everybody knows the guitars and the lyrics are just kind of like a show-off-y oh, yeah. thing at that point. If you don't have a good bass player or a good drummer, you don't have a good <clears throat> band. Oh, yeah, big time. You know? Anyway. There's hella YouTube drumming, too, now. There's, like, hella YouTube Oh, yeah. And then the, the, the rise of YouTube and Twitch, uh, live yeah. drumming, it's really important. No one wants to see really as much live guitar nope. as they want to see live drumming. Yeah. Live drumming is much more enjoyable to watch and impressive and yeah. versatile. Yeah. You play all different types of music with that. Anyway. Uh, let's move on with some more rock news, guys. Jonathan Davis apparently has lingering COVID sy- symptoms because TMZ posted a video 
this week that I saw that was like pretty fucking sad to be honest. Really, it was him on stage sitting down, and it was his first show back. He was sitting on a throne, and he needed supplemental oxygen to help him get through the performance. He had he had a fucking oxygen tank and an oxygen mask on the stage as he's like trying to fucking sing his songs. I Uh, mean. Come on, Johnny John John Davis. Like, just, I mean, I'm sure your fans understand if you got to take a fucking break. Take a break, man. You got to take an oxygen machine on. It's one thing to, like, sit on a throne. You got to sit down. You got to take your time. You don't want to exert yourself. Like, I remember Dave Grohl broke his leg and he did the whole show from the throne. Oh, yeah. It was kind of cool, right? But if you got to have an oxygen machine on there, yeah. I think that's time to just say, hey, we, we don't need to do this. Yeah, know? yeah. Just don't don't make it dangerous. I mean, look at what happened to um, Maynard James Keenan. He had COVID. He, it, it, it messed him up pretty bad. Like, yeah. And he didn't perform for a long time with they're Lucifer. Supposed to, they're supposed or, to play yep. this coming week, too. I just don't see how it's possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know if uh, they're going to pull the plug on that show uh, in, a, in a day or two, but we'll have to see. Um, all right, speaking of tours and stuff, Wolfgang Van Halen seems to be fine, and they're moving along with the tour for October for next uh, month. All right. They're already planning L.A., Kansas, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, Oklahoma City. They're playing a bunch of dates outside of Whoa. opening for uh, Guns N' Roses. So they're already on that tour. They're doing that, but now they're going to be doing breaking off and doing their own separate tour. Yeah. Uh, I think they want to get a little bit more cash, and they're hot right now. Oh, yeah. It's their debut tour, debut album. They kind of want to yeah. make sure that they – you know, make, make make sure that they're known. People know who they are. You know, I I uh, uh I've read a bunch of, and we've talked about it in the podcast. But I've read a bunch of like articles that it just like randomly popped up on my feed. And I think before every performance, before he starts playing, he goes, "I'm not my fucking dad." Every every single time, like he must, because because it's it's pissing him off. Yeah. People asking him to play Van Halen, Van Halen songs is pissing him off. Yeah, and I think he made he made that clear when they announced the tour that they're not going to be doing any Van Halen songs. Oh yeah, and yeah. still, you know, there's going to be people in the crowd or just people online. Yeah, yeah, trolling him, being like, "Oh, play Panama." Oh yeah, yeah we're play Jump. That was so great. Why don't you just play like everything that you fucking played? Because I'm not my fucking dad. <laughs> That's that's why, right? Yeah, he's just gonna have to name his album. I'm not my fucking dad. I know it's, uh, but he's doing a good job. I think he's he is. Awesome. In spite of all this stuff that we're joking about, he is paving his own way and doing his own thing. And I really gotta give a tip to, of the hat to him because it's got to be tough. Oh, he's great. He's super talented. He really is. He's and if you guys talent. haven't given the album a listen or his band a chance, give it a shot. Yeah, uh, I know we make fun, but uh, he's he's really honestly a good a good dude, and he's going about it the right way he's not resting yeah. on his family laurels he's not doing any kind of greatest hits or jukebox cover shit yeah he's, he's doing his own thing he could easily do that you know yeah he could easily get some of the best guitar player dudes and do a tour you know and just play nothing but van halen songs and all that kind of shit but he doesn't want to do that yeah 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 maybe he will in 20 30 years oh yeah and it's his right and it's his family legacy and he could do that but I think right now he's trying to do his own thing. And, yeah. And t- tip of the hat to him for that. He c- it could be much worse, too. He could look uh, and act and be more like Bob Ross's son, Steve Ross, from the new Ed Netflix documentary. Poor Steve. Yeah, oh, dude. I know. Missing a tooth. It looks like, looks like chain-smoking Uncle rough. Jerry. Yeah. He's looking rough. Yeah. He's looking rough these days. Yeah. Maybe dabbled in the meth at one time. I uh, don't know. Had to, had to have been. <laughs> Lost it, those teeth along the way. I had to have been. He's like sitting there in his double wide, putting his like coffee cup on a napkin, 
missing right. one of his front teeth. I mean, it's like, whoa. Speaking of trailers and happy trees, Metallica helping skilled uh, workers in the U.S. this Labor Day. Nice. Uh, Carhartt joining up with forces uh, with Metallica to recruit a new generation of skilled tradesmen and tradeswomen via Labor Day. They want to address the labor shortage in the country, especially when it comes to live events. Cool. Now, me personally, I'm a huge fan of vocational schools. I personally went to a vocational school. I didn't go to a university or a college or anything like that. Well, I did go to a, a city college, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but vocational schools, I think, are great for finding a trade, getting in there, getting your degree, and getting out of there and getting back into the workforce. Now, my trade wasn't exactly like a refrigerator repairman or anything like that. It was audio engineering, but still, yeah. it was a vocational school that I went there. I got my degree. I did well, and then I got plugged into a local radio station back where I worked. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just a big proponent of that. I don't think you need to waste money and get into debt on, especially if you know what you want to do or if you have a general idea of what you want to do. Yeah. Vocational schools are such a better option in terms of um, the length and the focus that they have. They get you very specialized and focused on what you're doing. You don't have to, like, write a thesis paper on, you know, the 1800th uh, century, you know, of politics or something to be able to pass this course in a general way or something. Yeah. It's a very focused thing. I think it's a good thing what they're doing here. Um, and I just I'm a, I'm a proponent of that. I don't know how you feel about vocational schools. I, I feel perfectly fine about vocational schools. It's actually kind of funny, though, because I did go to a university and I have a BA. Right. <laughs> and I did pay a lot of money for you it. You did. But it but uh, um, but but uh, I, I honestly like, hey, you had uh, a great experience, I, too, right? Oh, it was it was so epic, man. It was worth every 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 penny seriously and i don't mean to talk down to university or any of that like to disregard them and say that's not oh, a yeah. vi- viable option yeah. i think it just needs to be shown in a light that more people maybe would favor favorably choose that as an option it was always looked down upon in my generation yeah, growing that's, up that's that's super dumb in the, in the 90s yeah. it was always about like prestigious universe universities right oh, and yeah. even like a that's state BS. college was like oh a compromise you know yeah and and to me it was like if you knew what you wanted to do and there was a vocational school out there for it fucking go for it you know yeah no don't, i don't yeah. get caught up in the hype you know some of the most talented and successful people i know went to vocational schools like there's there's like absolutely no doubt there no doubt about it. Now if you went to some piece of shit like University of Phoenix, then or, uh, or what Trump was, University? Yeah, or what was the other one that recently it was like not ITT but it was one of those ones it was like yeah. like a DeVry or something. I can't oh, remember. Oh, okay. There was a was. class action lawsuit against them because yeah. it was deceiving. They were like, "Oh yeah, we can get you a job in the workplace in less than a year." And then they go there and they wouldn't offer you any kind of job placement. Oh, your, you know, your I, degree was worth nothing. I think I was wrong. I don't think it's University of Phoenix. I think that's the actual good one, right? I yeah, think, that might I think be you're a good right. one. I think it's DeVry or something like IT, that. ITT that, yeah. or one yeah. of those ones. And they, they recently had to settle a lawsuit for yeah. all the, the students and people they deceived, you know, because so I don't want to, you know, totally say that about vocational schools because a lot of them are for profit. And yeah. We'll try and trick you. They're like, you can get a master's degree in psychology in four weeks. And it's like, <laughs> You're right. no, you can't. Yeah. It's you like uh, the the Simpsons doctor. I, <laughs> there was always a line in there that I always say, uh, it's Dr. Nick, you know? Oh, he's yeah, like Dr. That, Nick. Yeah. The shady doctor. Yeah. And he's there with some other, like, shady doctor or something at the time. And, 
and he's like, oh, you went to Upstairs Hollywood Medical School, too? Oh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, Upstairs Hollywood Medical School, right? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, there's prestige behind the universities for a reason, oh, yeah. and the education is definitely you get what you pay for kind of Big thing. Big time. Um, but, yeah, uh, just, I think it's cool, though. Just for shits and giggles, if you guys went to a vocational school, if you went there specifically for, like, truck, uh, for autom- automotive stuff, you make hella money. Oh yeah. You make especially if you have that that credential from that totally. school. You make oh my god, like crazy money. So if you guys want to check out more about what we're talking about with Carhartt and Metallica, go to Carhartt.com because they're donating all their online sales this Labor Day weekend uh, to the All Within My Hands Foundation for Metallica Scholars. Oh, which is uh, giving scholarships to people who want to get these jobs. Right, right. Uh, Carhartt too is is excellent quality. I love um, their stuff. Clothing. Yeah, I couldn't I, uh, give yeah. us a sponsorship, Carhartt. Please, we love you guys. And your, yeah, your clothes are awesome. And you know whether you're a, a, a genuine working person like actually doing like irrigation and digging in ditches their their clothes are fantastic for that but they also are just they look good and they're stylish yeah they're simple they're they're not over the top but they're made with quality and i think they're i believe they're made in the u.s i'm not sure but i i would hope so i believe so i think they're a good company and we definitely support it if there was ever a zombie apocalypse i would go to a gun store and a carhartt store <laughs> there you go because <laughs> the clothes would last you forever yeah you better give us a you better i give know us right a, we just gave you a great endorsement you better sponsor us carhartt all right um ex-megadeth bassist david ellison is teasing a new musical project after being kicked out of megadeth uh so yesterday september 1st he shared an image for something called the lucid hmm. along alongside a September 8th reveal date on his social media. So we'll know in a couple days what that all means, and I'll report to you guys again uh, next week, but I think it's a band that he's going to be uh, touring with, or maybe it's going to be an album, and it's a solo album. Maybe Mm. it's all just him. I have no idea. We'll see what the Lucid means in the coming days. I mean, yeah, he had some videos leaked online. So, so not not too good videos. We won't <laughs> yeah. get into all that. But, yes, he had some very uh, revealing videos yeah. that were leaked of him uh, talking with another female uh, online. Yeah. That didn't work out too good for him. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Molly Cruz, Nikki Six, and Guns N' Roses' DJ Ashba announcing release date of his new album. It's going to be coming out on October 26th. So there you go. Check it out. It's going to be uh, a release from Nikki Six and that that group. They haven't done anything in a while, and mm. uh, apparently it's their first release in quite some time so check it out if you guys are a fan nice all right um lars ulrich's sons have apparently formed a rock band oh immediately steal their music i know immediately download (laughs) put it um, online every download every fucking song (laughs) metallica drummer lars ulrich's uh lars ulrich's two adult sons miles who's 23 and lane who's 20 have Uh, formed a band they made the announcement on social media the band's name What's the band's name, Charles? Tapai Houston. <laughs> Tapai Houston. <laughs> Taipei Houston. Taipei Houston. Fans may recall the two of them in a video together last year doing some Beatles covers. Uh, in an interview for Rolling Stone, Ulrich uh, said, I was like, you know what, boys? You done me proud. Yeah. You done me proud. You done me proud. So, Taipei Houston. I don't know about that band name, but. What kind of music do you think it is? They don't even say what it is. Oh, I know exactly what it is. It is straight up pop country. 
<laughs> it is the poppiest. Of po- it's like, would you like fries with that? <laughs> like it's straight up. Pop so country. Taipei Houston is the name of a country yeah, singer. I'm guessing. Taipei, yeah, Taipei Houston. And he exactly dresses like a like a like, Chinese. I don't know, like a from the 1900s or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. With Absolutely. a traditional Chinese clothes, but mm-hmm. he's got a country twang. Every day, every every. Isn't Taipei the the like capital of China or something like that? No, or? no. Shanghai is Shanghai. Yeah. Um, Where the hell is Taipei? Uh, I think um, Taipei is a card game. <laughs> at a is casino. it? Uh, it's <laughs> in Houston. <laughs> it's in Houston specifically. <laughs> but I think that I think that what happens is uh, at every tour stop, uh, Taipei Houston has somebody come out and they're like, "This is Taipei Houston," and he comes out in a cowboy hat and, every, and all the garb. But but it's always a different person because after the show, Lars, like they put him in Lars's uh, dungeon and he beats him to oh, death and then right. drinks his blood. Well, Lars's dungeon is notorious. Yeah. We all know what goes down in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A- after every show, they just like, after every Metallica show, Lars just like stands up on his drum set and he throws a smoke bomb down. Yeah. And he laughs maniacally and disappears into the night. Yeah, and he's like, take that, Napster, Taipei, Houston. Take that, Napster. <laughs> all right, well. Uh, we've been joking, but now it's kind of sad to talk about this in memoriam this oh, week yeah. as Iron Butterfly drummer Ron Bushy has passed away oh. at the age of 79. Uh, TMZ reported he had been battling cancer. He was the only original member to appear on all six of Iron Butterfly's albums. He's amazing. Beginning with 1968's Heavy through 1975's Sun and Steel. And that drum solo in Inagata Devita oh, is still yeah. one of the like most legendary drum solos mm-hmm. ever. If you guys haven't seen that drum solo, YouTube it. It's unreal. It's unreal. He really is a drumming pioneer, and I know it's kind of an obscure one, you know, Ron Bushy from Iron Butterfly, but he really was a pioneer and a a legendary drummer of his time. Oh, he's an icon. It was like over 17 minutes long. Uh, the the song was finished on its first first take. That uh, that track in Agata Devita, and they just started jamming, and it was just you know one of those times and one of those bands that were really plugged in and and doing really cool shit yeah perfect for anybody high on mushrooms (laughs) it really was it was just just 17 minutes (laughs) and apparently in it got a devita for everybody doesn't know the kind of tale it was supposed to be in the garden of eden yeah and he was just so like kind of messed up and (laughs) feeling the shit in the garden of vita oh yeah yeah and then they just got a devita yeah anyway nice all right some rock birthdays this week (gasps) check it out charles fill everybody in oh well first off right off the bat we got mick moody um yeah here i go again on my own original guitarist white snake 71 not disputed by the way uh, Glenn, I don't think we have any disputed ages this week. I think none are disputed. These are all actual ages. Glenn Tilbrook, the most office sounding name in the world of... Glenn, uh, Glenn Tilbrook, Glenn, isn't it? Glenn, Glenn Tilbrook, uh, he, he works over in accounts and payable receiving. Uh, singer, guitarist, Squeeze, uh, 64. Uh, Rudolph Schnacker. Guitarist, the Scorpions. <laughs> I just Shanker, like, Shanker. His, oh, Shanker. His name was harsh. Like it sounds hard. Schnecker. Like very German. Yeah. Uh, guitarist, the Scorpions. Seventy-three. He is German. He is German. Yep. Oh, he's German. That's okay. Right. That, that works. Rudolf Schenker. <laughs> Web. Yeah. <laughs> Web Beach. Uh, that's Matthew McConaughey's cousin. Red Beach. Red man. Red Beach. Man. Guitarist from Winger, Alice Cooper. Oh, Dokken and White Snake. 
Two uh, dudes from White Snake, yeah, Mick yeah. Moody and uh, Reb Beach. How oh, funny. Here I go again on my own. Uh, 58. Uh, let's see. Steve Porcaro or, or Porcaro. Yep. Porcaro. Yep. Uh, Porcaro. Key, keyboardist yep. from Toto. Awesome band. That's amazing right. group. They're really like so coming amazing. into a second like wind yeah. on their career. They're a lot so of people good. love that Africa song because it turned into like a meme. Yeah. Like an online joke. Yeah. But they're fucking genuinely good and people are going to see their shows now. Oh, they're they're so like, amazing. these guys are fucking awesome. They're so amazing. <laughs> I saw, uh, I had a friend went they to really go see them good. live. Yeah. A few years ago, and he showed me videos of it, and I was like, They're oh no my joke. God. These They're guys, genuinely yeah. good. So cool. Uh, Don Brewer, singer and drummer of the Grand Funk Railroad. He's 73. Um, Steve Jones, guitarist of the Sex Pistols. That's right. 66. And his, and um, and somebody else from the Sex Pistols last week had a birthday. That's right. Which is pretty crazy. Kind of crazy, yeah. Yeah. It, and, it's, it's weird, man. Yeah. And, they're, and both, all of them, each one of them hates Johnny Rotten. Because he's a piece of they shit. They do. <laughs> uh, Martin Chambers, um, drummer of the Pretenders, uh, 70. Uh, Kim Thiel, uh, guitarist from Soundgarden. Nice. That's right. Uh, and there's nothing in there about um, Vicky Cornell. I love that. There's no... <laughs> there's no... Good. Yeah, I, think yeah, I know. We've moved, I think that ship has finally yep. sailed. He is 61. Thank God. He is 61. And then Ian Sky, actress of Say Anything, daughter of 60s pop singer Donovan. Uh, she is 51, and she's Ian Sky because obviously her dad was a hippie. Uh, there's yep, no he was doubt. Uh, dosing on LSD when he named her. Yeah, Ian, yeah, he was trying to say, just like in, in the Garden of Eden, he was trying to say Iron Sky, and uh, and it just came out as Ian. I almost wonder if he's trying to say I won because it's I- spelled I-O-N-E. Oh, yeah. I won Sky. Ion or Ion. Yeah. Uh, who knows, Ion's man? Sky. I own the sky. And then check it out. Uh, Robert Crumb, who's a cartoonist. I don't know if you guys remember this guy, uh, but there is a great documentary out on, I think it's on Netflix now. It was done by Richard Linklater, and it's called Crumb. Oh. And it focuses on Robert Crumb. He was a really weird dude. Nice. It was very fucking strange, uh, almost like darkly in a way. Oh, but like he, Frank Zappa strange or yeah, along those lines. Okay, like almost like a um, yeah, just a very uh, weird weird dude. Like if he, Frank Zappa and David Lynch had a baby. In a way, yeah, because he was an artist, so he created the character Mister Natural. He did the cover for a lot of albums back then. Okay, Big Brother and the Holding Company, Cheap Thrills and the Lettering, uh, Janis Joplin's, uh, all kinds of stuff. He did uh, album work and uh, really like adult cartoons. Oh, okay, they were like adult themed. You know, people using drugs, sex different stuff but it was very like abstract and weird oh like heavy metal yeah yeah but yeah it's gotcha. a very unique style so robert crumb he's turning 78 he's actually still alive and the documentary is called crumb okay if you guys are interested in that so uh, check it out i i love that um i think that this documentary is actually airing um the same time that um betty giddy vetter and the flim flam man oh that's right is that's going to be That's a great, great film. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. We're going to debut the film's audio trailer right now for you guys because it's such an amazing audio trailer. We got the world exclusive here, Charles. What a treat. So we're going to debut that for you guys. Check it out. Here it is, the debut of the trailer for, what was it, Charles? Betty Getty Vetter and the Flim Flam Man. Check it out right here. And now, playing at the Cannes Film Festival, a story about love, triumph, and overcoming. It's funny, you know, 
You know that, Joyce? Funny. Well, now you got me curious. What's funny? He makes me jam from scratch. He's so gifted. Oh, it must be illegal jam then. Good for you. Yeah, he's gifted. A story of downright hobo debauchery. Starring five-time Academy Award nominee, Matthew McConaughey. You're such a card, my love. You're so different. Billy goes scratch my back. Flim flam, flag of the flam. Peaches in my rock. Seedless. Oh god, it's like poetry. Daddy says we can't be together. Teddy bear. For goodness. Riches and gold. God fears the fickle tickles. Betty was just a young girl growing up the daughter of a famous rock star with a secret. Wow, you were sitting home alone at age 13. Your real daddy was dying. Sorry you didn't see him, but I'm glad we talked. I don't understand, Daddy. I look exactly like you. You showed up on my ancestry as my father. Clearly, I remember picking on the boy. Seemed a harmless little fuck. But we unleashed a lion. Gnashed his teeth and bit the recess lady's breast. What? This really happened? Betty had a secret. And her life changed forever when she met the Flim Flam Man. Oh, Joyce, Daddy doesn't know, but the Flim Flam Man and I are getting married. Do you need a lawyer? Does your father need to have a little accident? Does he know your secret? Oh, Joyce, here he comes. My love. He he looks like he needs a trim. And clothes. He smells really bad. Trickery. Snatch. Cripple crab a crutch. Did he just shit his pants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You bet. Starring Tedley Sweenadoo as grunge rocker Eddie Vedder's daughter, Betty, Getty, Betty Getty Vetter, with a secret. A touching romance between the Flim Flam Man, a lost hobo soul with nothing left to live for, until he meets the love of his life. He's unique, a lost soul, a flower in the rain. Together, they craft their own alcoholic beverage made out of krill and form an empire that captivates a nation. Krilly juice, krilly krilly feats of smilly, pickled my teeth in jelly. Oh, flim flam man. Also, directed by Oscar winning actor Matthew McConaughey as the flim flam man. We made a brew from my shoe. And in her acting debut, local litigation expert Joyce Joyceless. Jesus Christ, honey. Your dad's gonna have an accident when he sees this hot mess. I'll plead the fifth. The defense rests, Betty. Brought to you by Krill Lager and Orion Studios. Betty, Getty, Betty, 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 Getty, Betty, Getty Vetter. And the Flim Flam Man. In theaters everywhere. October 2021. Also, Betty's a cyborg. That's a secret. 
Okay, we're back. Hope you guys enjoyed that uh, trailer for that upcoming film. Oh, That's going to be an Oscar wonderful. winner. That's going to be an Oscar winner, like, let me tell I'm you. I'm like choking up over here. I like I can't I like I can't even understand how Unbelievable. Like, how, did, how did they find these people? How did they get Matthew McConaughey to do this? Oh jeez, I know, right? Uh, it's, it's just so just amazing. Unreal. It's so amazing. All right, it's so incredible. we got some trivia for you guys this week. Check it out. This week in music history trivia in 1962, Charles, this band enters Abbey Road Studios <gasps> in London to record together for the very first time. In 1962, was wow. it A, the Beatles, hmm. B, the Rolling Stones, or C, David Crosby's heavy metal time traveling Coke binge? Oh, oh man, it's so hard. I so that was a rare group in his yeah. at at his time. That was kind of, and it was actually before heavy metal mm. was even kind of a thing in 1962. You know, uh, you know what? Uh, I, in the spirit of Lalo, because he's he's not here this week. Uh, he's he'll be, he'll be here next week. In the spirit of Lalo, I'm. I know that he's gonna say. I know that he's gonna say. See, uh, 1962, this band enters Abbey Road Studios in London to record together for the first time. Is it A, the Beatles, B, the Rolling Stones, or C, David Crosby's heavy metal time traveling coke binge? Okay, so I believe it's C. I think that's what Lalo would say. It's C, David Crosby's heavy metal time ta- traveling. Coke Are you familiar with that? I am very familiar That's with a, that. That's kind of I, an obscure group. I love him. the group, and the person who did the artwork for that group was Robert Crumb. Robert Crumb. Which was just... Fun fact. It was just so amazing. And when you looked at the album art, like it, it's like it's all this these beautiful, crazy, intricate waves. It's of like, like in a time-traveling yeah. portal, right? Yeah, and then there's like, um, and there's like all kinds of twisted universal stuff. It's like looking into Muad'Dib's blue eye, and then you finally go in through there, through all the sands of time and Arrakis, and you like look through the whole thing, and you finally, like, right in the middle of it, you have no idea that it's popping out at you, but all of a sudden there's a butt naked David Crosby. Yep. With a surprise. Coke, with a coke fueled mustache and two six shooters and a bag of Cheetos, <laughs> just hanging from his junk. Like that's so. Like I know, I know that's it's C. It's actually B. What? Or A? I don't know. I can't it's keep track a, of my it's letters. A. It's A. The Beatles, because on this week in 1962, they entered Abbey Road Studios in London to record together for the very first time. The band cuts how you how do you do it and love me do at the session. Oh, okay. So, All right. Very two, first time the Beatles recorded. Yeah, two of the worst Beatles songs ever. They were horrible and they <laughs> did not stand the test of time. They're horrible. The Beatles are awesome, but like those those One of them's a songs. cover. How you do it how do you do it was a cover and love me do I think was an original, but Yeah. We're better yeah. than Jesus. All right. Some more trivia for you guys this week. In 2001, we got another one here for you. The lead singer from this band appears before the California State Senate in Sacramento hmm. in an effort to change the structure of the music industry contracts. Okay. So who was it in 2001, the lead singer of this band, that stood in front of that Senate? Was it A, the uh, lead singer of U2, B, the lead singer of the Eagles, or C, the lead singer of David Crosby and his gang of merry men from the medieval village of Loxley. Mmm. Ooh. Ooh, that you had to throw that one in there. This yeah, is, it's this a tricky is one. This is a tricky one. So A, so you guys listening, you guys, just take a minute, think of this. Uh, a, you two. B, the Eagles. Or C, David Crosby and his gang of merry men from the medieval village of Loxley. I'm going to go with C. Uh, because at the time I I know that David Crosby was uh, well he was vying for a spot in the Senate 
and uh, and it was in Sacramento. I, I like I remember this 2001. I was in the fresh age of 21, and I right. was in Sacramento, and I remember just seeing just this 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 weirdo walking past me one time, like towards the Senate building, just covered in oil, just head to toe, covered in just greased so up. So strange. And it, yeah, and it turned out it was it was all goose uh, goose oil. It was goose fat that he was just completely covered in. He slid into the Senate building. Wow. Popped up out of nowhere and said, I want you to change the structure of the music industry contracts. And that and was that was what happened. The whole thing with the Merry Men from the medieval village of Loxley, fun fact, it was 10-year anniversary of Mel Brooks' uh, film. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah. We're <laughs> men in tights. That's right. Yes, man and tight. And it was yeah. the 10-year anniversary of that film, and so David Crosby took it on the road, uh, totally unauthorized. Mm. Mel Brooks ended up suing him, telling him to take it off the road. Oh yeah, but he just he would dress up like Robin Hood, and then he would have people like dress up like Little John, yeah, the, the blind guy, the you know the the friar with mm-hmm. all of the alcohol, and they would just get on stage and start singing like old old-timey bar tunes oh yeah all every single one of those uniforms assless chaps every single one <laughs> i remember that that was robin horror. hood men in tights it was horrible yeah robin, robin hood, hood men, men in tights, tights. Yeah, dave Chappelle was in that one that's right yeah uh, i love t- that i love that because he goes uh because the dude's name is blinken and at one point right. they go hey blinken and he goes did you say a blinklin <laughs> and i think that's the funniest thing that's a classic mel brooks style line right there oh yeah yeah Big it was actually uh don henley from the eagles what yeah he on this day in 2009 along with courtney love mm. patty austin leanne rhymes and members of the dixie chicks a lot of people in the recording industry at that time okay went to the california state senate in sacramento in an effort to change the structure of music industry contracts mm. they were tired of all the record label stuff that was going on at the time it oh was yeah a, it was a big deal it was a big sea change of what was going on with the recording industry and it all had to do with digital music no oh, it's horrible because it was not included in their recording contracts the yeah. whole stuff from like uh you know that was like the the beginning of napster and all that stuff they were not prepared to give people uh, or the record companies rather to give their artists uh digital rights to music and paying them for it it was oh yeah they they didn't have any of that organized yeah yeah so it was the beginning of all that which is kind of a trip to think about yeah and if you think all popular musicians are super rich and they're perfectly okay with a lot of that stuff just think the lead singer of like bad flower or something was donating or was working as a phlebotomist during the pandemic just to get money i know uh, all right, some movie TV entertainment news this week. Candyman on the top of the box office this past weekend with $22 million. Whoa, that's out? I didn't know that was out. Yeah, we just saw it. We just saw it oh, yesterday. Oh, the new Jordan Peele uh, Candyman, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. How was it? It was pretty good. Cool. Uh, compared to the original, I don't think it, it can really hold up in terms of the original was just truly an iconic film. Yeah. Uh, the original was very, you know, just one of one of a kind. Uh, this was a cool take on it, though. And it, okay. It, and it was... Uh, tying into the original storyline of the original film, and it had two or three of the original actors from oh, the original okay. Candyman in it, All right. including Tony Todd, who played the original Candyman. Oh, nice. And one of the ladies, the lady whose uh, baby boy, uh, who Candyman wants to take in the original film, uh, that she rescues from that fire, that um, child is tied into the original film as well as the mother. So. Okay. It's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. In terms of that, it was apparently the fourth biggest opening for a horror film in the month of August of all time. Wow. Uh, right behind 2007's Halloween, uh, Final Destination from 2009, 
uh, Don't Breathe, and some other ones. So it was the fourth biggest of all time. Okay. Uh, so definitely cool. worth wor- uh, worth checking out if you're a fan of that series where Jordan Peele and the, his style of directing. Oh, yeah. He, he wasn't a director on it. Actually, he was the uh, writer and producer, and there was another director. I think her name was Nia something or other that was the actual director. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I Jordan Peele's movies are kind of like a they're 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 great. Um, he is a genius. Uh, they're a little hit or miss. Uh, when I watched Us, I I was like that was oh, the one is... we didn't like as much either. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is cool. It's got a cool premise. It's got great acting. It's awesome. But it just it didn't add up at the end. It was right. just kind of like mm-hmm. yeah. It was one of those ones that didn't really stick with me. Yeah. Uh, the ending was kind of whatever. Yeah. This one, um, the ending is good and the storyline is good, but uh, ironically, we thought the acting wasn't up to par. Yeah, yeah. We thought the acting was kind of that's where it fell flat. Well, you know, just for our listeners, I got a special treat for you. So what Chris is going to do is he's going to turn off the light. I actually have a mirror right here. I have a mirror right in front of me. Don't do it. All right, you ready? Don't do it. Ready, audience? Okay, Chris, turn off the lights. Okay. All right, it's dark. It's dark in here. Ready? Here's the mirror. Candyman. Candyman. David Crosby. David Crosby. David Crosby. Oh, man. Oh, my God. David Crosby's here. Oh, my God. David Crosby's here. And he's dropped me candy that's laced with cocaine. Oh, he's gone now. Wow. See ya. That's what he does on Christmas. He just pops out of nowhere. He just gives cocaine candy to people. Yeah. Now, I'm not not a drug user outside of uh, prescription drugs, but um, that big bag of cocaine is... That's, that's, that's a lot of cocaine. It's not snow. Yeah, it's not snow. You think it's Santa with snow, but it's actually David Crosby with cocaine. Mm-hmm. All right, news from around the world, guys. Wildfires are happening here in California. It's crazy, man. Uh, in Tahoe, uh, the Tahoe Basin, everybody was ordered to evacuate. Um, so if you guys mm-hmm. have friends or family in the Northern California area, please check in on them. Make sure everything's cool, but it's really bad right now. Um, the projected date for full containment is September 8th. So oh, wow. That's that's still a week away. But yeah. I guess by the time you guys are hearing that, um, it's you know a couple days. So, But still. Mm. And that's an estimate. We don't know if that's actually going to happen. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And then on the other side of the country, Hurricane Ida has been destroying New Orleans, including a jazz landmark mm. where Louis Armstrong, amazing uh, trumpet player, once worked when he was a young boy. Apparently the Karnofsky Tailor Shop collapsed during the storm this past Sunday in New Orleans. The National Park Service that Armstrong would play a small tin horn as he worked on the coal and junk wagons at the business, which Mm. opened in 1913. The Kamofskis gave Armstrong a second home, lent him money to buy his first cornet. The family's son, Morris Karmofsky, who was Armstrong's childhood friend, opened New Orleans' first jazz record shop on the same street. And Armstrong would visit when he was back in town. Oh, okay. But that's it's a sad because story. That's it's been destroyed. Oh yeah, the hospital where I was born in Orleans Parish was destroyed in Katrina. Oh man. Fun fact. That's yeah. horrible. I know. Yeah, I was I was literally born in the Bayou. Man. So like, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 nuts how much most of my family has actually moved out of Central <laughs> New Orleans. They moved up up north cause, just because the craziness. It's just so bad right yeah. there. That Category 1 hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so weekly WTF this week. Priest claims evil demons have figured out how to send threatening text messages, Charles. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> evil forces knew how to use technology. A priest is claiming that demons have figured out how to send text messages. Stephen Rossetti, a licensed psychologist, counselor, and priest, says, quote, we have had three cases in which demons have texted the team and or the family of the possessed person. Mm, they're like, lol. 
<laughs> Lol, I've possessed your daughter, Lol. Lol, smiley face, smiley face. <laughs> LMAO. Skull. <laughs> yeah. Is this, do you think they're just like trying to do this to say like, if like somebody texts some random shit, they're just like, oh, well, that was a demon. Oh, a yeah. A demon possessed my cell phone. I don't know. Or yeah. It's I was, that easy. You know, he texted this young, young person. About a sexual thing, a demon possessed me. Oh, I yeah, have yeah. no idea. Exactly. My my sixteen year old daughter got a text message that said, Hey, let's meet in the Yeah, the that was a demon. Out. Yeah. That was a demon. Uh-huh. She told me it was a demon and right. I believe her. It was a demon. That's what they're doing, dude. Yep. I oh my god. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Some good news though. Fact checking study actually finds that everyday news readers now have a pretty good bullshit detector. Mm, yeah. So here's something to help you sleep a little bit better. As researchers did a study recently at MIT, they found that many people have now have a pretty good handle on detecting online misinformation. Specifically, they found that crowdsourced fact-checking for accuracy from regular, everyday news readers stacks up to the work performed by professional fact-checkers. Mm. Senior study co-author David Rand says there's no one thing that solves the problem of false news online, but we're working to add promising approaches to the anti-misinformation toolkit. Oh, good. Quote. But I think that's encouraging uh, maybe from a year or two ago when it was one of the most rampant things online yeah. where people were yeah. being swayed in elections and other things, reading these false information, false stories. And I don't think people realize the um, – the extent of what it was. Oh, yeah. Right? And yeah, now it seems time. like people are being more aware of it. Yeah, that's good. Good for you. I, I think I always tell people, I'm like, listen, even if I tell you something, vet me. Yeah. Like, just please don't vet me. Make sure it's a, from a credible academic Definitely. source, like a, a .edu or something. And you guys got to know that like half of this shit we say on this podcast is absolute oh, yeah. nonsense and made up. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's half the fun. Yeah. We don't want it to be just a total boring you, you can get that somewhere else or anywhere. Uh, you know, you want the, the straight news or something like that. Yeah. We like to have fun. We like to put a twist on it. But, of course, please check out all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast all the time. You know, like vet what we're saying here. Double check. Oh, yeah. You know, you know please. Uh, please do it because a lot of the times we're just messing around having fun. We encourage it. In fact, if you're, if you're like at some point, if you're like, oh, I wonder if uh, – Coke fuel David Crosby was slathered in goose flesh and and slid into the floor of the Senate in two thousand one. Google Just it. Look, Google it. Yeah, please if, put that in your yeah. Google search. And and if you're like, oh, that really didn't happen, you'd be like, you know what? That Charles is a yeah, silly bitch. They got me. He's a silly bitch. Of course, check us out online every week, rocknewsweekly.com and our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at rocknewsweekly. That does it for us this week, guys. We will see you next week. Have a great rest of your week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Yes.